0: Ciao, ragazzi. My name is Anthony. This is my friend Mario. Two blokes that are going to bring you a new segment here on the football worldwide platform called the Palermo Pod. Two Palermo fans. No, we don't sit in the uh, in the curva with the ultras. Uh, no, we have not been going to games our whole life. But we're just two blokes that do support them from um, our respected countries. Mario, how you doing, man? You excited to get this going or what?
1: I've waited all summer for this. After the promotion, watching the promotion. <laughs> It's been an exciting uh, road from from Serie D.
0: Oh, man. Hasn't it been? Hasn't it been? I dare say, like, I was thinking about it yesterday. It's a very unique situation because all Sicilian sides, ever since I've grown up, have always had to just – celebrate in the moment, knowing all too well that financial difficulties are going to catch up with them probably tomorrow. And at some point it's just going to end up being a disaster and you will end up being demoted again. But this is the first time that as as long as I've been alive, that a Sicilian side genuinely has a shot at not only sustainability, but ambition, man.
1: Yeah. Being acquired by the Citigroup was huge. Uh, It just shows that uh, Palermo has, has just come so far from, from 2004 when they first got promoted to Serie A, and uh began you know blessing the the italian soccer league and the the world with with their their scouting their talent their passion their fans um and you know city group saw that vision that they had and uh they acquired them and hopefully they don't put them on the back burner and they actually take uh some serious uh action with this team Yeah, absolutely. Before we get stuck into the podcast, I want to give a shout out
0: to a partner and supporter of this podcast, Sicilian Football. Make sure you go and check them out. Headed by another Aussie, Anthony Barbagallo. Uh, Absolutely fantastic gentleman. Great work that he puts out. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is the website right here. But more importantly, head over to the Instagram and check it out. It's an absolute fantastic platform. Shout out to Anthony and um, Sicilian Football. I always enjoy checking out everything that they put out. Um, And yeah, they'll be featuring uh, links in our description for all of our podcasts as well. So once again, a big thank you. Let's move right into it, where it left off. It really was a beautiful ending uh, to last season. Very intense Serie Chi campaign. But at the end of the day, dreams do come true. For all Palermo fans, Palermo back in Serie B. How did you feel, Mario, after you saw us go up? Because like the rumors of the City Group were coming, but I dare say, if there was one thing, one big thing that could have really screwed that entire deal up, let's face it, it would have been staying in Serie C.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, nobody wants to take on a third division team with all the debt and and disorganization that they've had throughout the years. I mean, uh, when Zamparini left the club, it was it was a nightmare, and the the next owners. You know, I think they went through a couple owners even uh, be- between the, the first drop off from bankruptcy. So, you know, it, it was it was exciting. I mean, I was I was watching the uh, the promotion games, you know, whatever stream in 240 P I can watch. And <laughs> it was just it was amazing to see that what they've done because they struggled and said for a year. Uh, then they finally got the promotion and big time.
0: Absolutely big time, and what comes with that promotion? the acquisition. and it was a big acquisition, man. it was the news that everybody was waiting for, and the city group have purchased Palermo, and it's insane. not only are the city group dipping their toes into Italy, they're going to Sicily man, they're going right down to the south, they're going right down to where our ancestors um grew up and it's just really really exciting man i remember reading the news for myself and thinking wow this is going to be huge if this doesn't give a kick up the club's cool or absolutely nothing will very very exciting to have the city group take over man because you know they've got some they've got some status all around the world most notably man city as well but clubs in spain france belgium melbourne city here in australia who have just recently in the last maybe two to three seasons taken over Sydney FC as like the real powerhouse force um, of the A-League, the Australian League, which has got a lot of work to do in its own uh, says clubs as well in India and China. And right where you are, bro, New York City FC. Talk about they it.
1: Did, they did the same thing with NYC FC. They took the team in 2015 and uh, was it seven years it took? Mm. Uh, yeah, just a little under seven years. Uh i had season tickets i was going to every game from oh yeah the first three seasons and then you know i got bored of it so i canceled my season tickets and you know i couldn't make the games whatever but they turned the team into a championship team like last year we won the mls cup that's we did it a lot faster than our counterparts at uh new york red bull did and they've been in the mls since inception uh they've never won an mls cup and we did and Five, six years, whatever it took. So it, it's intriguing to see like Palermo being under this umbrella now. Like I, I can't mm. really speak for much of the other teams like Troyes, Girona, the Chinese teams, Yokohama. I don't know what goes on financially. I don't know how much they care about those teams. But it's crazy that they just picked Palermo out of all teams because there's, there's teams in Italy that they could have salvaged for, for a lot less and that have more history, you know that they could have even purchased a Serie A team. You know, uh, Salernitana was on the block for a little bit. They could have, they could have picked up Monza, somebody, you know, one of these other teams, and they went with Palermo. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I I hope it could benefit not only this the the club but the city and the the, um, the island.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it will, man. Um, it's not without a little bit of drama, though. you got to always be prepared for something crazy to happen if you are a Palermo fan. And basically, the week of the that they were set to play in the Coppa Italia, then manager Silvio Baldini abruptly announced his resignation as manager, as did the sporting director as well, Castagnini, at the, si- at the time. So it was a little bit of chaos. Um, just, you know, didn't have much time after getting promoted and celebrating the acquisition before there was a little bit of a problem around the corner. But we are going into this season with uh, Corini as the manager who did beat a few other candidates to the job, Mario Mers, notably Daniele De Rossi as well. So how are you feeling about the return? Um he was a player, of course, for Paladmore for five seasons, four seasons, something like that, early to mid two thousands. And he was also the coach in one of those little stints under 2016-17, where basically how many managers did
1: um Paladmo go through in that <laughs> too many, <laughs> way too many, way too many. No, Corine is a great he's a great acquisition because he's been there, he's done that. He took them from I wanna say as far back as City B last time in 2000, 2003, whatever it was, when they were just coming up to Serie A. He was the captain of the team. He was uh, he was eventually captain of the team. And, you know, he was the heart and soul of that midfield. He was right in the middle, of number five, just calling the shots. Him, Santana, who was uh, – he was with the club up until about last season, I believe. Don't quote me on it. But he was – he came back 40 years old, whatever it was, played in Serie played in the set HE. I don't think he was with the promotion team. Uh because I was following it like loosely on and off last year. Mm. But he was because he was part of that like revolution. And it, it's cool to see those those legends, those OGs come back. Like imagine like Luca Tony coming out playing <laughs> in set HG. After he just became – he was 37 years old, top goal scorer in Serie A, and now 42, 43 years old, whatever it is, he comes back to Palermo to get him back to Serie A. That would be the best. Impossible, but it would be – what a story that would be. But okay. Corini – and he's, he's an okay manager too. I mean, he's had his his hand in, in the Serie A. Mm-hmm. So he managed – who was it? Like Torino a few years back. Whatever. It's experience. He has that experience. He knows what it takes yeah. as a player and as a – as um a Rosanero and and as a coach more more importantly now yeah yeah exactly um basically
0: the existing manager and director didn't agree with some of the personal decisions that the the CFG the city financial group were making at the time they also felt that the squad shouldn't be pushing for promotion for Serie A just yet so before we move on to our first two games just overall what's what's your realistic expectation for a season here in Serie B like you know when we look at our squad it's promising but it's going to struggle to hit that promotion, especially in a season in Serie B, which is absolutely jam-packed with Serie R regulars, man. It's going to be a very busy season. We'll check out the table a little bit at the end um, of this very short podcast. But what are your realistic expectations going into the campaign, man?
1: Um, I don't expect promotion right away. I think City Football Group wants to get promoted as, as soon as possible. I mean, they should because you want to have... Uh, a success story and all that. You want to see that, oh, look, we we invested in Palermo. We brought them from Serie B to Serie A. They're going to be the pride and glory and joy again. But I think realistically, you have to temper the expectations because it still is like an okay, a a good squad, I would say. I wouldn't say it's like great. Like in the preseason, they got waxed by Pisa 5-0 right before right before the season starts. So me, my dad were watching like, holy shit, like these guys are going to get, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I hope they don't get embarrassed, but then they come on against, um, Perugia on the first game. They looked impressive. They looked like they belonged. Like they dominated that game. One, two, nothing. And, you know, I was actually able to watch that game. Uh, I found a stream for it, but after watching them play in city B a couple times, or just once rather, because I missed the body game. It's promising. I think I don't think promotion straight away. I think they'll compete for the playoff spot, maybe. Push mm. for it. I think they get close, but no cigar. Yeah.
0: It's worth noting as well. The city football group appointed Leandro Rinaldo, who's another former player of Palermo. He's coming in as, as one of a direct in a sort of a director um role or an assistant director role. I'm pretty sure. I might have to read back on that one, but I'm pretty sure it's a um, like an interim sporting director role. He was also playing at Napoli and Juve. I know he played for Juve. I think he might have played at Napoli as well, yeah? He was at Napoli too, I think. He was at Napoli sure. as well So Pretty cool. Um, yeah, first game, 2-0 against Perugia. Perfect start, man. Like you can't ask for more than that. I was really excited to watch it. It's also worth noting, like I'm actually genuinely waking up for two teams again this season because I don't really wake up for the team that I support in England much anymore. I won't say who it is, Um, but it's really nice to be waking up like with a really, really key to watch it. Now, most people know that I support Inter, which is just met with most anxiety. But it's nice to wake up excited and pumped to watch a team without too many expectations. So to wake up and watch their first game, the 2-0 win against Perugia, it was really, really good. We were all over them like a bad, rash man. There was only one result that was going to happen on that day, and it was going to be a win for us.
1: Yeah, uh, I, was, I was watching it. As I'm watching the game, we dominated. We looked like a much better team. Like Perugia, they've been up and down in the past years. And – but Palermo looked they, – they ran the show. They deserved – they earned that win 2 nothing. They could have even scored more with the yep. chances they had. They had a sh- – not a sh- not a, lie, a lot, but they had some good clear-cut chances that, you know – They had double across. digits. They had double digits in shots. I remember that. I remember yeah. watching – had their
0: double digits in shots and had about three to four of them on target. Mm-hmm. Dominated possession was about 60-40. Yeah. It was
1: it, – it was a good game. I was – as a Palermo fan, I was – I was impressed because I I saw them in the promotions and I was like okay you know I, I they're they're good they're not good enough I was like they're they're good for set C but it, are they going to hack it at set B can they keep, continue the pace but the level it, it, it increased like I don't know what they did over the off season because they didn't really strengthen the squad too much I don't I don't think and that's why uh, that's was the main reason why the 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 management had um a little bit of a fallout but. I don't. Know, maybe it's Corini. It, it could be because he, he, he has that, uh, you know, that that, that little uh, that grinta, that you know that push. That that he knows what it takes. He's been there. He's done that. He he lives. He breathes for Palermo at this point. I, he he was the soul of the team. So you know, it, it it's uplifting to have a guy like that in the locker room. But yeah. yeah. Speaking of guys in the locker room, how important is our number
0: nine going to be this season, man? His uh, market value is about $2 million. I expect it to go up um, by the end of the season. He wanted to come back to Palermo because I think he was on loan,
1: if I'm correct. Yeah, he was on loan. I just forget now who he was on loan from. Yeah, he was on loan, and he said, "I want to stay with Palermo. I want to. I want to be there in the city, be with them. I want to help them get promoted." And you know, it's it's hard to find guys like that that'll. Oh, it that was. Are really... I'm pretty sure it was Juve, actually. Yeah, it was. It was. It was one of those teams. I, I was yeah. gonna say like Torino or someone like that. No, but... it was. It was Juve. It's coming back to me now. It was Juve. Yeah. I don't know if he ever made the senior squad, even for training, but it was for Juve. No, but he. I mean, he's showing that he has what it takes to take this team to to take this team like. By himself, not by himself, but like be the focal point of this team and, and take him to the next level like he did from C And, you know, I, I appreciate the guys that they want to stay with the club, that they, they fall yeah. in love with the club. Yeah, there's a couple of other worth um, players worth
0: noting. Francesco Di Mariano as well, uh, left winger. He's 26 years old this season. He knows what it means to be at a club like Palermo as well, has played the majority of his career at senior clubs. Uh, left Lecce to come to us uh, on a permanent deal. Most of our deals were loan deals, but this was one of the more permanent ones as well. Also had some Serie uh, experience with Venezia when they got promoted, but also played for Roma um, for part of his career as well. He'll play a good part this year in terms of um, just being overall supportive of the side, man. Anybody else that you wanted to talk about besides Di Mariano as well? Uh, it's worth mentioning our goalkeeper and Damiani and Soleri, who is also coming back this season.
1: Yeah, a couple of other guys that I was that I liked uh, was Jeremy Bro in the center mid. I thought he was very calm and, and, and composed and uh, helped pull the strings for most of the, the game. Um, I didn't see the body game, unfortunately. So I don't know what happened there. I just saw the highlights and stuff like that. But in the first game, which I'll, I'll speak mostly of, he looked very good. He was running the show in the midfield. Uh, another guy that's really also important, uh, Roberto Flor- Floriano. He was one of the one of the best players from last season as well. Uh, next to Brunori, he scored a bunch of goals. Um, I believe he's a winger, attacking mid sort of player. He can play both of those positions, even as a striker. So he's also very creative. Uh, he got an assist in uh, this the game against Body, and I just saw the goal. He made a nice run, passed the ball on the left side, and Valente scored. But, you know, players like that, uh, even the center back, I think Nedel Saaru, probably saying his name wrong, it's hard to read because I'm dyslexic, he also looked okay, like uh, like he was holding it down in the back with um, the guy who was next to Marconi, fortunately got a red card for a professional foul. You know, smart foul one-on-one with the goalie, to the, <laughs> <of> the breakaway <laughs> against body, but whatever. You know, jumping here and there. Uh, la, 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 who else? We got Salvatore Elia scored in the first game. Um, a nice goal from the from a, finished across the box into the far corner. He was also creating chances, cutting in, trying to shoot. So you know, like these are the kind of things I look for in my attacking players, and um, I think that the attack looks like it's going to be strong this year. Question mark is going to be the defense and the keeper, I believe. Speaking
0: of defenders, I think we're still active in the transfer market, though. We've just signed a defender from uh, Monza, uh, Monza, Betella, and he's actually an Inter youth product, I'm pretty sure. I'll need to go back and check that again, but if I'm not mistaken, he played in the under-17s with Inter. So I'm going to keep an eye on his name, um, Betella just in case just in case he starts making it through the ranks and has a, has a really really good season because that would be something our next game is against Ascoli uh, I'm not too sure what time it would be for you Mario I'm pretty sure yep it's at 4:45 a.m. on the 28th of August so today is Wednesday the 24th which means that it is going to be on Sunday 4:45 a.m. Sunday for me I'll be able to wake up and watch that inter play 4:45 Saturday for me so yeah 4:45 a.m. Sunday
1: Probably like Saturday night for you, man. Uh that's Saturday, 245 on my birthday. Nice one. Yeah. Hopefully three points. Hopefully three oh. points.
0: We're not gonna pay too much attention to like the table and stuff at this point of the campaign, but um Lee, our opponents for this week, have got four points in two games, same as us. Uh I think that they won their first game, if I'm not mistaken, and just drew their one in the last game. Yep, they drew 1-1 to Spal in their last match. Uh, They'll probably have aspirations to make the playoffs this season, but once again, in a competitive league with the likes of Frosinone, Cosenza, Bari, Genoa, Regina, Cagliari, yeah, of Venezia, Parma, all trying to get up there. Although I think Parma... Padma's reputation, I think they're shooting a little bit too high. Just looking at their squad, it just looks absolutely too thin. Let's get the table up just to finish off, which has been a really enjoyable first edition of this pod. We're aiming to go for 15, 20 minutes each edition. Not too long. We're almost there now. And every week we'll be incorporating something from the past as well from the glory days. So plenty of, don't worry, plenty of Balzaretti, Amauri, Dybala, uh, Pastore and Cavani to come, bro. There's There's our ladder at the moment for Serie B.
1: Not too bad. I mean, looks looks fair game right now. I I, I don't know too, too much about these people yet, these teams. <laughs> you know, know, like we're, figure, we're figuring out as we go. I saw it's the Genoa
0: players walk over to clap their fans, though, after they won on the weekend, and I'm like, damn, that, that's a big club. That is a big club to be down yeah. in Serie B. It really, really was, but I have absolutely no sympathy, man. I was glad to see them go down.
1: Um, Mario, I mean, any – yeah. Cagliari, too. I mean, it's the same oh, thing. Pff. I mean – they These need to stay really, down. I mean, I don't really care, but they've just been a staple in Serie A in, in the mm-hmm. mid mid to lower table. Mooch, mooching a spot in Serie A, man. Always. Always. Yeah. But they've always just been there. They've never mm-hmm. done anything remarkable. They've never done anything like – They never. I don't even think they've competed in like a European tournament.
0: No. Useless. Exactly. All right, man, that's going to pretty much finish us off for the first episode of this Palermo pod. It was very enjoyable and we will see you at some point soon on any platform, on any show. Thanks Mario.
1: Take it easy. Thanks for having us. Let's get this going. All right. Ciao.